Hi, welcome to Soapbox. This is the premiere episode. I mean, I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, first off, I should say, this is my entry, my gateway drug into uh, podcasting. I listen to podcasts. Uh, to give you uh, any more expertise would be a lie. Um, I am an art therapist. I am uh an expert in most things, if you were to ask me. But other than that, by no means am I qualified to give you any opinions. But yet, you're here, and so am I. So let's chat. Uh, the goal of this podcast. In approximately 30 minutes, my goal is to convince you of my soapbox. Whether that be the importance of reality tv the effect that the kardashians have had on america the astounding lifelong career of jesse white all things that i have talked about for far too long in my life to my loved ones i will now share with strangers on the internet because it's 2021 what do people do other than share with strangers on the internet so settle in get ready This week, we're tackling astrology. Okay, let's get into it. Astrology. There are so many things I could say about this, and I will try and keep it relevant. I will preface all of this by saying there's absolutely no one on Earth or elsewhere that could convince me that astrology is not real mostly due to the fact that Kris Jenner is a Scorpio, and that is the truest thing I've ever heard in my life. Additionally to that tidbit, uh, I have found a lot of personal healing and uh, development in learning to understand my birth chart, learning to understand different placements and how they interact with each other. It's helped me in my relationships and helped me better understand people I am in relationships with. That being said, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Maybe it's weird. Maybe it's confusing. Let me be your guide to some extent. I am by no means an astrologer, so do not come for me. Uh, I am very well known for derailing important conversations in work meetings, grad school, uh, breakout sessions, solely to talk about astrology. Um If there is something you can count on, it is that. Um, I will be delighted to try and guess someone's sign, to help someone better understand their birth chart. And the greatest gift anyone can give me is a text message that says, I'm dating this new person. This is their information. Tell me about them. I love it. I get a, a high off of it. It's incredible. It's a power that, honestly, no one should let me wield. But that being said, Let's get into it. What does it mean? What are the big things you should pay attention to? So one thing that I really love about astrology is um, the your capacity to do as little or as much as you want, right? If you want to just read about your sun sign, you can. I'm a cancer, doi, and that for me was my entry to astrology. Like many, many people, I really identified with the temperament of cancers, the sort of emotional waves, the hard exterior, but soft, squishy inside. 
I really felt seen when I read about cancers, engaged with other cancers, the caretaking nature, the homebody nature, wanting to create this safe environment to be in. And you might say, Hannah, that's just who you are. That has nothing to do with what day you were born. And I would say, maybe, but no one knows what any of us are doing and how we got here. So I don't uh, go to church. I don't believe in God, but I do believe in stars that have been around for kajillion years. So, and yeah, I said it, a kajillion years. So we're starting off with sun signs, cancer. My moon sign is Aries. I figured out a lot of things about myself about six, seven years ago when I started reading more and understanding more about my moon sign. Your moon sign is what I refer to um, jokingly as like your drunk self, your more emotional self, your moody self, maybe what someone would get to know if they knew you better, if they were in a closer relationship with you compared to your outward appearance um, or even a more surface level idea of yourself, which is your rising. So Aries is my moon. That is fire baby, fire sign. I am secretly competitive. I am argumentative. I'm stubborn. I want to go, go, go. I want to achieve. But that isn't always there at first glance when someone engages with me. And depending on your moon sign, you might really resonate with it. If you are not super comfortable with your emotions, you may not resonate with it. It may feel really foreign and strange to you. Um, additionally, your rising sign, that's sort of what I tell people is like their work self. It's the part of you that maybe is the more um, superficial level. And that's not to say not genuine, but the actual definition of superficial or surface, the outside shell. So your work self, the version of yourself that someone meets at a party. I'm a sad rising. It's why people think I'm more fun than I am. Uh, actually I dislike doing most things, but people think that I'm really fun because I have this Sag energy, this sort of adventure, wanting to explore and roam and talk about different things. And, uh, I'm, I'll say it very fun at parties. It's true. I, I won't lie. Um, so learning more about those aspects, I think helped me understand, uh, for a long time, I thought I was a bad cancer with big air quotes around it because I felt those sort of big fiery signs in my chart and I didn't understand how other cancers um, could lean so heavily into that nurturing and kind and soft part where I just felt so jagged and weird and there are plenty of things that come into play there. Trauma, there's um, the way that women are socialized versus men, there's queerness, there's a lot of things that can put hard outer layers, which is still intrinsically part of being a cancer. But also, um, I didn't always feel connected to that idea of like mothering that comes with the cancer and water signs, but specifically cancer. Um, that being said, all those things, uh, when you get past your big three, that sort of sun sign as your entry point, I would say like medium involvement would be knowing your big three and 
the next step would be knowing your Mars, Venus, and Mercury, because those are all related to Venus is often associated with gender or sort of romance. Mars, more like aggression and um, sometimes can be connected to like sexual uh, tension or how you express sexuality. And then Mercury is communication. And that just sort of keeping those in mind can be helpful. I'm, I'm going to come at you with a hot take. It's not a hot take. It's the least shocking thing in the universe, which is that uh, I have Leo in all of those placements, which is why I think anything I have to say is interesting enough to make into a podcast. First and foremost, no one asked me to do this. Uh, and I'm just forcing my loved ones to listen to me talk. Uh, and they, it's not even a conversation. They can't even respond. They just have to listen, which frankly I like. Um, Leo is sunny, bold, uh, positive, passionate, uh, outspoken, confident, all things that I, when I'm in a good place, definitely reside with. I have five Leo placements in my full chart. Um, and that is a significant pull, right? Like that's a lot of fire, fire signs. When I say fire, that's what I mean. And a lot of one, uh, placement. And this, I did not understand until I would say like the last four years of my life, I started resonated more with that. So what does this all mean for me, for you? Truly my chart (laughs) doesn't mean anything for you unless, I don't know, you are trying to secretly date me, which, okay, cool. But um, for me, it meant better understanding how to communicate with other people and my triggers and pressure points and what sets me off and how maybe my communication styles are affected by this. So I work in counseling and social work. We talk a lot about communication styles. Astrology has really informed that for me in a lot of ways. It helps me have a lens where when I interact with other people, if I have a loved one who, um, one of my really good friends is Pisces sun, Aries moon, we connect really emotionally on a lot of levels because of our moons. And we both have water signs, but you know, Pisces and Cancer can look really different sometimes. Reversely, I have a friend who has an Aries sun, Pisces moon, and um, surface level things. Cancer and Aries are not always very compatible. But with her moon being in Pisces and my sun being in Cancer and my moon being in Aries and her sun being in Aries, we can sort of find each other in different ways. And I think it's helped me think more creatively about how I can engage with people in my life, whether they be strangers or people I'm close to. Um, Also, it's just fun, right? Like, it's fun to meet someone and sort of develop a case study or profile for them uh, to understand them through. And that can change and grow and I think it can really help people identify with things in themselves. And maybe it's all a crock of shit. But for me, I really enjoyed in my 20s learning about myself through this lens. And it helped me make new friends, engage with people on something that was larger than me. And I think for me, being a queer person in a generation of people who 
have been let down by religious systems or institutions. There aren't a lot of things to engage in that feel like they're bigger than me. Um, Most things that feel bigger than me are systems of oppression and they are based in um, uh, inequity and disparity. And it's just, for me, astrology is something that can be a great equalizer. It's something that's really fun to explore and learn more about. There's always more. So we're sort of just talking about like bare bones of charge. That's not even taking in you know, aspects and um, houses and the ways that planets square each other and retrogrades and eclipses and moons. And there's so many other aspects. If you want to dive in deep, there are people who will speak with much more authority on this than I do. I would highly recommend Ghost of a Podcast. Um, It looks at astrology from a very uh, ethical and socially minded view and it takes into account a more intersectional audience of um, queer folks, people of color, uh, gender, non-conforming, just in how all of our life paths uh, play out differently and how astrology can come into that. So that's one thing I would say. If you want to hear someone who is an actual authority on this, listen to that podcast. Also, in addition, I really love the Chani app, which is um, my one of my favorite things to use for horoscopes. Uh, also, time passages. I think you do have to pay a little bit of money for time passages, and there's you can pay monthly for Chani, which I do because I really enjoy her workshops and podcasts. Um, again, from a more diverse and ethically sound lens than a lot of other horoscopes I've read. Sometimes, and I will say, I am a white woman, thinking anyone cares about my opinion, you will find a lot of, um, uh, <laughs> what's the right word? Um, I can't come up with the word. The only sound I can come up with is like, ah, ah, like those people. That was the Twilight theme song, but you know what I mean? Uh, getting into astrology and this sort of faux mystic, uh, relevancy that is very inauthentic. So I suggest these two people, um, both Channing Nicholas and um, Ghost of Podcast, just because they're a little more down to earth and legit. And I like that it's taking into account current events and the world and not just um, a narrow scope of your community, town, city. It's, it's a larger idea than that, which astrology, right, is the universe. It's not just the exact world we live in. Um, And that being said, I guess the counter, you know, argument to astrology is like, that's all made up. You could say anything about anyone and they could resonate with it. Sure. Yeah, I know. I've heard people say that lots of times. Also, those people, I've read their birth charts and nine times out of 10, I don't know, they're just Virgos, (laughs) which isn't, that's not a sign on Virgos. The world wouldn't run without you. But I think there are connections. If you look into historically um, different figureheads and different signs, like so many political leaders, uh, whether presidents, prime ministers, are Scorpios or Capricorns. 
I, to me, that makes complete sense, right? Like Capricorns are responsible, they're goal-driven, they are future-minded, Scorpios are cunning, they are creative, they are intuitive, um, they like to investigate. Those things just make sense to me. And I think when you aren't in that mindset and you're not open to the possibility that there is a larger world outside of our own scope, you miss the opportunity to draw those really great conclusions and connections to people. Um, The day I found out that my best friend was a triple Scorpio was the day that I was like, oh my God, yeah. And we often will joke around that, the the way we should have known this is, you know, um, she wants to burn it all down, but she's going to cry the whole time she's doing it. And that metaphor is like so beautiful to me because it it's real, right? Like Scorpio has this intensity, this like quiet, slow burn that's like, I don't want to do it, but I will. And <laughs> I, I really resonate with it. I recently in the last year discovered that something like six of my closest friends all have Scorpio moons. And I'm sorry, that cannot be a coincidence. It just can't be. And I think we are drawn to people, obviously because of traits, but I think when and where we come from plays a role in that. And I I just think life is too fragile and strange and short for it not to be connected because what the hell are we all doing otherwise just roaming around a bunch of skeletons on this rock planet until we live underground as a skeleton ghost no thank you uh (laughs) sorry that's a healthy dose of i don't even know if that is existentialism at that point that's just i think that's just clinical depression um so that's, you know, my beginner course to astrology. I, this is, this is my, I would say, most frequent soapbox is the value of astrology and relationships. I am thrilled to talk about it at any point. It's, I have an Instagram. It's soap.box.pod. Send me a DM, comment, If there's something specific you want me to go into about astrology, if you're like, that's bullshit, Hannah, and these are all the reasons I think, I welcome it. And I would love to do a part two if that is interesting. If it's not, we never have to talk about this again, which is a lie because anyone who knows me knows that I will a thousand percent talk about this again forever. It just felt like the easiest entry point. And honestly, the thing that people not to toot my own horn, want me to talk about the most when I am in full Sag performing mode at parties. You know, before I go home and go to bed at 7 p.m. Thank you so much for joining me on this flagship episode. I uh, am thrilled to have a project to work on and in this weird year and world and life that we're living in, it makes me oddly feel more connected to people even though I am literally alone talking into my phone. Take care of yourselves. Do something kind for yourself. And come back next week to hear more of my opinions that absolutely no one asked for.